Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Not Y'all Mama's News. We have an amazing cast this evening. Uh, we have our Renaissance man. Well, he cut his mustache, so maybe not anymore. But anyhow, <laughs> Keel, your handlebar mustache hey. that you had for a while. <laughs> My mustache does not define me, Jackie. <laughs> you still are a Renaissance man, Keel. <laughs> Thank you. We have uh, our Australian Stella. Hello, everyone. And our amazing Ashley with the best curls in town. Hello, everybody. And myself, uh, Jacqueline. So we are going to go Aussie tonight and get started with uh, Stella. Yeah, it could be a little bit controversial, but it's a conversation that really needs to be had because it's uh, quite multi-layered. So the last couple of days in Australia, particularly in Victoria, there's been there's been a few protests going on. Um, to be honest, I haven't absorbed myself in an, in them fully, so uh, because I don't watch the news. Um, but uh, the narrative is that there was this uh, in central CBD Melbourne, Victoria, which is the state run by dictator Dan, Dan Andrews, who was the evil guy through the um, 2021-22 mandates and got re-elected in, supposedly, you can't see my air quotes. Um, back to the story. So there's this protest that's happened and uh, basically it's a whole bunch of marching uh, neo-Nazis. This is the narrative, okay? This is just the narrative. Uh, marching neo-Nazis, all dressed in black, all masked, uh, going through the streets of the CBD of Melbourne, um, doing the Nazi salute, etc., and of course all the footage that shows it is all fuzzed out. You know, not allowed to show that. Um, so it's created a whole bunch of stuff. That uh, division, the police were all lined up along the streets, um, basically protecting them as they marched by with um, trans. I think this is sort of based on an anti-trans protest so it's like taking these anti-trans people who don't like the agenda of what's going on with all that and showing this extreme version of it that's kind of a little bit more my my thought getting back to the facts um so they're going past being protected by police there were a couple of arrests the the, the tr i guess it's the trans community were kind of sort of on the outskirts outside um yelling at them and but I, i'd imagine there'd be a lot more than just the trans people because there'd be a lot of people looking at this i mean what visual atrocity uh who you know just normal people upset by the fact that there's these nuts going past being protected mm -hmm. so um yeah fair enough there was a lot of emotion and as we all know as people who are awake to propaganda emotion is one of is probably one of their biggest tools um, so they're stirring this up, you know, um, stirring the pigeons, I suppose, and lots of uh, yelling and um, pushing around going on. Uh, the news reports are interjected with the Jewish community up in arms about calling for the, um, the actual symbol. And I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the word, so I'm not going to. But the symbol that represents 
that movement um, was actually banned last year on, for public display. So there won't be any. Thank you. There won't be any um, red flag, red, red flags. <laughs> Lots of red flags. There won't be mm-hmm. any of those flags flying uh, publicly. Let's say that in Victoria, I believe. I'm not sure if that's nationwide. That's that ban, but definitely Victoria. But now they're talking about banning the actual salute itself, um, so that yeah, basically Victoria is going to ban it, um, and the other states, New South Wales, where I am, Queensland, which is a very heavy state in some some regards, uh, WA, they're talking about following suit. Okay, so I've also noticed some rhetoric in the reports as well, like um, they're pushing terms like the fringe neo-Nazis. Now, I've noticed this word fringe is coming up a lot because Mm. it's also tied in with... um, targeting the conspiracy theorist, free-minded type, critical thinking type people, um, reflective of the recent shooting that happened in Queensland that I reported about not long ago, where three conspiracy theorists with surnames Train, that was just before your train derailments, by the way, um, Mm. they were all killed and there was also three other people killed, two of them police officers. That was a big hoo-ha. Anyway, the whole outcome of that was, the takeaway was, we've got to target these conspiracy theorists because they're dangerous fringe people, fringe thinkers. So now this fringe word is being tied into this neo-Nazi type thing. It's just the way they work, isn't it? They use their language and weave a tapestry of blame and people just wrap themselves in this because they don't think beyond, hang on, we need to unravel this a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to say that my thoughts on this is, of course, We don't want to incite hatred. We don't want to promote hateful societies and rhetoric and intention. However, this is how how they do things, isn't it? This is how they change society and they grab, they power grab. They start with something that they know is going to be completely acceptable. Everyone's going to say, yeah, yeah, you got to ban that. Yeah. But what they're actually really doing, they're banning freedom of expression and freedom of Mm -hmm. speech. Yep. That is very dangerous. I mean, they've already been doing this, so I can't even say this is the start of a slippery slope. We're on the slippery slope, and this is like yep. it's getting a little a little slipperier, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to raise that and discuss it a little bit. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm disgusted by that kind of attitude from uh, uh, authority. I mean, it, free speech should be upheld, especially when the people that are speaking are saying things that you don't agree with. That's when free speech really counts. If you can't agreed, if you can't allow somebody to speak their mind, however hateful it might be, then you are not a proponent of free speech and you, correct. You need to fix your brain if, if that's the case. Right. Because what happens whenever the powers that be in your society decide that your rhetoric is hate speech? Well, exactly. it's the whole thing, right? I didn't I didn't stand up for so-and-so because I wasn't so-and-so. Well, eventually it comes back to you. Yep. I feel like they should just define what they consider hate speech to be. I think one of the reasons why they're able to do that is because the terminology is just so vague and it has no um, infinitive definition 
to basically state this is exactly what this is and this is what we don't like. Okay, so if someone says something to hurt my feelings or I don't like them, then you just block them or don't talk to them again. Or um, like there's a podcaster that uh, Sam had it out with at one time that was banned off a of rock fan and then came back. Some of his stuff, I was like, this is just like, I just am not happy with, but I didn't go to Rockfin and say, Hey, this guy should be banned off. I just did not follow him and I just unfollowed him. And, um, and so if someone doesn't like something, they should just, they have the free will and the ability to just say, Hey, I'm not gonna engage, or I'm not going to, um, listen to this person's tweets or YouTube or whatever. Everybody has the freedom to be able to say, yes, I want to be a part of this or no, I don't. Yeah. yeah and so and what without, about if you, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, Stella. Oh. I was just going to say, if you take away um, debate, it becomes a dictatorship, doesn't it? It's, mm, it's right. just not, it's uh, the next step. Mm-hmm. And but as I you say, say I mean, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, how do you how do you define what have you? I remember very a few years ago, the Satanists were trying to get um, people were trying to ban the Satanists or what have you, and they they I think it was in Texas. Um, they had a case they went through, and they basically they won the case because it was a freedom of speech thing. So this is sort of like it's just it's just the same tactic. Only you insert take out Satanists, insert neo Nazi. Same tactic. Sorry, Ashley, go. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, they. It, the, but a lot of times the people that are wanting others free speech or their right to speak out or their right to be racist or to be whatever, those people are always, at least it seems like supportive of a totalitarian regime. Like those people are not, I don't think they even claim to be free speech supporters unless someone is saying what they have deemed to be appropriate. You know, like the mm. left here, they they may say that they are for free speech, but actually they're the same people that would want you banned off Twitter. They're the same people that say, a cab, you know, all cops are bad or whatever, but they're the same people that are happy when the FBI comes knocking on your door because you're a Trump supporter. Like they're they're mm. hypocrites and they never are interested in in actually having freedom of speech, only what they deem to be appropriate for you to say. Yeah, and we we deal with that a lot up here in America too. People want freedoms, but they want carve outs for and and to block special circumstances and that sort of thing. Uh, and that's that's not right. That's not what that's not how people should think about when they want to create laws that protect people. It protects everybody equally. That's the way that's supposed to work. Uh, th- we've had. Uh, it's not necessarily free speech, but we've had uh, several instances over the years where business owners who are uh, fundamentally Christians, uh, the big example was the bakery. They didn't want to uh, cater or bake the cake, the, the wedding cake for a, a gay wedding because they didn't believe mm, in the, yeah, the marriage thing. And they didn't, if I remember correctly, they didn't have a problem making a cake for these people. They just didn't want to make the wedding cake. For the for the gay wedding thing, that's they just didn't support it, and then so the the gay people felt that they were being um, rejected from this public um, 
uh, company. And so it went to court and I'm not sure I remember how it all turned out, but they uh, won. The bakery won. The bakery did win finally. Yeah. Okay. Do you well. think that was a setup though, just to um, introduce that kind of concept? Yeah. I mean, Possibly. like we all know as learned people now, because we've, we're along the school of propaganda a little bit. We know that, and as Monica Perez says, shout out Monica from the propaganda report, our pod mother. And she says it, it's, it's in the news for a reason. And boy, has she turned out to be right? Like I, I know from where I stand now, so much of what she says is just, yeah, she's just got it sorted. You know, like it's in there for a reason. If it's there, like legal man says, said recently, we've got an episode coming up with legal man, just <laughs> which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he said, I mean, like we say too, if it's in the news, it's the 180, 179 degree opposite, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, if it's if they say it's white, then it's probably black. And I'm just talking about colours, okay? Um, right. So, <laughs> to get that clear. So, yeah, I think the main thing I want people to take away from this particular story is not so much the the, the subject, the detail or what have you, but just remember that there's um, whatever is presented to you is for a reason and you have to look at what's happening around it and you have to look at who's actually going to benefit from it, not so much now mm. but down the track and you've always got the division in there. You, you can always see the division and the fanning the flames of emotion. Um, that's, that's their tools. That's their toolkit. So, yeah, yeah, just think outside the square, think multi-level, think about the who's are behind it. That's- right, and what is, what is the agenda piece that this particular narrative serves you know yep. and and normally it's a couple of them it's a couple mm-hmm. of of the agenda boxes that it ticks off it seems like always multifaceted always mm-hmm. yeah what's down the track you gotta look there try to you're, stand you're there probably not for our listeners but in general you're you're making a big ask there you know people don't generally don't think that far ahead of themselves that's why i'm asking i'm trying to get them to think about thinking about it they can't think past their nose but i and i agree i mean that's you just take a moment and think one or two steps in a different direction you know just try to try to think about is you know the what the the government is dictating to the media that's that's dictating to the your um, social media that's um, propagating the the stuff that's popping up on your face on your phone. You know, it's you know you got to think past that. You can't, don't just focus on that. You know, but I, I'm, but I know my I'm landing on either I'm I'm either speaking to, I'm preaching to the choir or speaking to a brick yeah. wall. There doesn't seem to be a, a a way to connect the two somewhere in the middle. Well, I hope that's what this show does. That's that's our motivation and our objective is to be that little connector bit, the, the neuron between those two mm-hmm. extremes. It's just to discuss. We're just here to discuss stuff and and uh, yeah, it, take the lid off certain things that people are too distracted to do themselves. So, yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> heavy, pretty heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, hopefully, I don't know. That seems that kind of stuff seems to be where everything is going hopefully not though i mean i i hear about the stories coming out of australia australia that you give us and i i don't know what to do i mean it 
that is that is clearly suppressing free speech. The banning of a symbol, for example, just blows my mind. Just, that kind of concept doesn't exist. I mean, people want to do that up here. People want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So there has been talk of it then up there. Well, I don't, I don't think necessarily that specifically, but I mean, just the sentiment, you know, people want to ban the word Trump, you know, from everywhere, mm. probably, you know, but I don't, I don't think there's ever been a push for a, a law that <laughs> ban does the word like Trump. That. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, go and arrest that word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arrest I mean, the word. Yeah. They that will. Kind of, that kind of silliness circulate, circulates around. Of course. It's just. <sighs> that, yes. that they're actually doing it in places is mind-blowing the the confiscating of guns that occurred down there was that's like that's the thing that that yeah. all the gun gun people up here scream about oh they're going to take our guns and the other side says oh that's ridiculous they're not going to do that well you know what they did it down in australia so and there wasn't there didn't seem to be a civil war out of it so i don't <laughs> yes and the way they did it um with 1996 with port arthur and uh, there has been a few various other things since, but um, that was definitely an F flag. Yeah. Mm. And I, and I it worries me. Big trouble for saying that. Because <laughs> of the, yeah, because the way that everybody just kind of, you know, bent over when all the, the COVID restrictions and the mask requirements came up in the past couple mm. of years, people didn't even flinch. They just, yeah, sure. I'll exactly. do this. I'll do that. Oh, brand new vaccine. Yes. Sign me up. Let's do it. And I bet they're the sort of people that I've had had discussions with online in the past. Not that I've had many, but a lot of people are very critical of the Australians. Just going, oh, well, you probably, you know, you're going, didn't take much. It's like, well, we thought we were doing the right thing. And, you know, are you vaccinated? <laughs> sort of thing, you know, like right. most right. of them would say yes, probably. Anyway, it's not for me to judge. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's hope all that doesn't end up as badly as we think it will, you know. I don't know. I don't we know. What we live hope. in hope. We have hope. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you, Stella. And I love that um, Stella brings us stories from Australia, mm -hmm. seeing that so many just bring stories from the United States and we're just a state. The United States is just plethored with just awfulness so it's nice to hear about things from yeah other it's nice to bring a bit of awful well. from australia too isn't it <laughs> loves company isn't it <laughs> it's, so, global. it's global it's global expose global. those bastards <laughs> so speaking of other countries and the united states um my story tonight uh comes up with child labor um, for U.S. companies endangering thousands of child laborers. So, um, yes, I was speaking with um, someone I know that is part of the three-letter alphabet. He will never admit it, but that starts with the C. And we were having a discussion on Friday, and he was telling me, because we were talking about, like, the immigration and all that stuff. And so he was telling me about um, so not only are these children obviously dealing with sex trafficking, stuff like that, that are coming over, but they are also utilizing these teenagers as child labor and paying them pennies on the dollar. So I was also speaking with someone else this evening, telling them about my story that I was going to discuss today. Um, and he's a CEO for a, a large major hospital here. And um, he was telling me that, yeah, that what the, which is something I 
you kind of already figured out is that they bring the children over, they pay them pennies on the dollar. And so they'll come out, they are in these, the, the camps and then people will come and claim them. And then they say, okay, well, this is, you're going to have to pay off your debt, right? That's the old, uh, it's like a standard, you know, if you're, if they're going to come and get you, they don't, you know, they don't know you're not family, whatever they're going to come, you're going to have to pay off a debt. So they'll say like, they're going to charge them $10,000. Right. And then they pay them pennies on the dollar, take their money. And, um, <clears throat> when I was down in Florida in a suburb in Florida, he's like, yeah, he's like right over here. And it was in Coral Springs. They have a um, construction site over there where they have these teenagers who are way too young. And then they work these kids overnight because, uh, you know, the permit people and uh, investigators and stuff like that are usually not working in the evenings or working during the day. So they have them working at night. And these kids are basically just there making pennies on the dollar, paying off debt, not getting educated. They don't want them educated. They don't want them to go to school. They don't want them to be able to have a better life. So they're just basically using them for their bodies, really. And um, so part of this story, which we'll have listed in the show notes, basically says, you know, hundreds of American companies from slaughterhouses to food pack packing factories are illegally employing children, some as young as 12, according to the U.S. Department of labor. In many cases, these children are unaccompanied migrants who've crossed the border. It's very widespread. It's been quite some time. Um, it's in all 50 states. It's in factories, agriculture, child, uh, domestic, household. Well, that's kind of crazy. Household labor, I guess, or, you know, if you're hiring this child to like, you know, it's not your own kid that you're having doing chores around the house, I'm assuming, but whatever. So labor, construction, you name it, it's in the community. And um, it's interesting how migrations even be getting like with the illegal migration and stuff like that um, has been increasing, but it says, and this is under the uh, Trump era, it says the number of children being employed illegally has steadily grown with a 69% increase since 2018. Last year, the U.S. Department of Labor found 835 companies were employing about 3,800 children in violation of labor laws which is crazy. So you have these kids working these heavy machinery. They are working um, on construction sites and stuff like that, that are even extremely dangerous and slaughterhouses and stuff like that, that are working extremely, that are extremely dangerous, even for adults. Right. And so you have these kids doing that as well, which is, which is crazy. I remember when I was, I started working at 13 selling newspapers, um, you know, making money and stuff like that. And then by the time I was like 14, 15, I was working at Publix doing back groceries. And then by the time I was like 16, I moved up, I moved to the bakery. Right. <laughs> so, um, it became at a point where like, they wouldn't even allow a, like a law pass, I guess, or whatever. This was back in the nineties or late eighties, actually early nineties, they, um, passed a law where I couldn't even use like the bread slicer, which I had been using this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I, but I wasn't even able to do that because it was considered, you know, dangerous and stuff like that. So imagine that for someone who is working for alleged reputable company that is, um, 
you know, not working me under the table and stuff like that. And it was just certain things that they had to instill. Um, Jackie? so yeah. Can I just ask, um, when, when yeah. they brought that, that thing in about not being able to use the slice and you'd already been using and knew yeah. exactly what you were doing. Yeah. Um, did they then say that you had to go off and do a course and get a certificate to be able to use that? Or did it mean somebody else who had some sort of skill, imaginary skill and probably so, paid $2 more? Had yeah, the someone job else that was 18 or older had to do it. Oh, I see. It was, an, it was a basically okay. by a year of two years, a difference of two. No. two years. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they just had to be of legal age, I guess, to literally, you know, be able to work full time and stuff like that. So, yeah, but it's just kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like the story really needs to, and it's crazy because our, you know, mainstream liberal media who claims to really care about these kids and, care about you know and like oh with immigration oh this is not happening blah 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 but you have all these company illegally not just okay yeah there's like sex trafficking obviously that's awful and stuff like that that seems to be the only thing that people are talking about but they don't have they're not talking about these kids that are doing this like pennies on the dollar labor and um with no incentives and having to pay off this debt just so they can have freedom in a country that's already allegedly free i mean we know it's not but you know what i mean which is just crazy yeah my i'm you know you posted this in the in the discord and my first comment was um you know good work experience should not be made illegal correct kind of tongue-in-cheek you know i didn't even read the article but I imagined it was, as you described it, these people are exploiting children in inappropriate ways. And, you know, that kind of thing, of course, I'm not in favor of because in there, but there seems to be, but I don't like child labor laws as a pretty strict libertarian, simply because there are other laws already in place that would uh, allow the children who want to work in, you know, like their parents hardware store or something in a, in, you know, safe or, or in, in the grocery store, like you did, there's laws that prevent that kind of stuff from happening anymore. In the old days, you'd have your kids would be doing stuff, laboring in the farm or whatever. And, you know, that's probably illegal these days. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's different for if it's your child or something like that under supervision. It's so different though, isn't it? Because really those sort of decisions and responsibilities should be the in you know the parents that make the decisions for their child but the state the state just puts its little sticky fingers into everything no no we'll decide because you people just are too stupid um and you've got so many extremes you've got loving families who want to encourage their child uh to disabled families who rely on their child to the enslavement slavery sort of yeah so how can you make, you can never make one law for everything. It's like saying, okay, every single person, this pill is going to fix you for this. It's not because we're all made up of different chemicals and what have you. So mm-hmm. how can there be one law? Yeah. I don't know. What's, right. That's a big, big one. <laughs> and I, I would say in, in this situation, how can a minor uh, incur debt? How is that legal to begin with? I think that's probably how they should go about it. It's really talking about this minor incurring debt to pay off a debt because so they can have, you know, 
but right. And so the, I, yeah. I would I would have as you know there there should be lawyers in the world that seek this kind of stuff out. You know that's would be a function of a free market. Lawyers see the situation. Oh, you know what? We can sue the crap out of this company because they're clearly exploiting these miners who don't know any better. And I can go in and I speak Spanish and I can tell them, well, you know, you don't have to live like this. I can help you out, you know, and then let the chips fall where they may. You but, mean like uh, a moral lawyer? <laughs> well, it, he's he's going after money. There's the motivation, whether yeah. he's moral or not. But the outcome but would be better for the child, I would imagine. My question in this scenario, this sounds like some of these children are illegals, though. Is that yeah. correct? They're illegals. So that would mean that they're being smuggled here. So the real issue, in my opinion, would be human trafficking and what is allowing that to happen. You know, I feel yeah. like in so we're we're talking about child labor, which is a worthy discussion. And we're talking about the balance of of living in liberty and what what is what could be best for the child but ultimately in this case this is more about human trafficking and that is a huge problem now i know that in the liberty community it you know a lot of us don't really believe in laws except for you know moral laws like god-given laws and rights and things like that and I don't, I'm not saying that I understand or that I know what the answer in this case would be, but I'm, I'm saying that the problem is human trafficking. And I don't believe for one minute that the government doesn't know that this is happening. So I think it's being allowed to happen. And I think it's probably fueling other industries that these, you know, um, the, the deep state, if you want to look at like the CIA or Mossad or things like that. I mean, there are connections to these child trafficking operations straight back to, to these organizations. And there are allegations that Jeffrey Epstein was actually involved with Mossad, which is the Israeli version of the CIA. So for me, Maxwell's father was one of them. Yes. Well, they think that he was maybe the one that actually pulled in Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. that he kind yeah, of found that's him right. exactly um yeah so i think that i mean I, I don't know because it's like well you you say that there shouldn't be laws if you want to live in like an anarchist world or in a libertarian world you know you just want a, a minimum you know a minarchist like a smaller federal government or whatever but the bottom line is that I think we're dealing in child trafficking, and I think the government benefits off of that. And I think that their operations specifically, this is in place because it's being allowed to be in place, and people are using these kids. So, yeah, um, yeah. the The Dreamer isn't the Dreamer Act. What had that's that was a political talking point a few years back, because Trump was removing it. And if I'm I'm maybe mistaken here, but I think it was called the Dreamer. Law Dreamer Act, where it allowed um, illegal minors to stay in the country and take advantage of our, you know, our public offerings and things that an illegal, uh, an adult illegal immigrant would no not be allowed to do, you know. So they don't export, they don't deport the minors; they keep them here because they're children, and we want to help children and their innocence and yada yada yada. So I think because of that law, it encourages um 
parents in Mexico to just shove their kids across the border so they get the opportunity to do stuff like go to public school and have health care and things like that. I think that is possible, but I also think that at the my understanding of what is happening at the border is that most of these people are not coming from Mexico. They are coming from further down in Latin America, and they are these giant caravans, and there are a ton of adults and children mixed in with that. So it's a real mess because can I uh, like what? Sorry, finish. Well, like what Kill was saying, I think that it was more common back in the day here in the States for whole families to come here. And I do think that the Dreamer Act, my association with it, and I don't know everything about it, was that so these kids who were not born here but who were raised here could go to public schools or, you know, like universities and things like that. Um, But I think that this situation has evolved in a really different way than like what was going on immigration wise when we were growing up. Um, And especially under the, the Biden regime, you know, as much as they didn't want the wall and they made a huge deal about it. And I don't even think a wall would matter to be honest with you, but I think that it seems very purposeful that these migrants are being allowed to come here and, then you, of course, had the ridiculous law that anyone coming to the United States legally had to be vaccinated. But there was no check whatsoever at the border for these thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are rushing over. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if I said anything constructive at all. I just think that it's not even about child labor at all. This is about human trafficking that is allowed to happen. Well, Stella, I, I- sorry. I, I imagine. Well, Stella, do you have something? No, you go. You go, man. Right, well, I I imagine you're right. I'm. It's there's probably like an industry, a thriving wherein people in in South American countries collect children or kidnap them. Probably in some situations, just go to a, a remote villages and just collect all the children, and they just take them and they just bring them up here and then they sell them to unscrupulous, you know business owners who just want free labor and then they they pay these guys at the at the border and then they bring the kids over and that's that's the debt you know that's the debt the kids are having to pay back to the the guy but it's a a you know terrible horrific concept of course yeah but you know if i could just bring the uh the bring when you mentioned the caravans coming from elsewhere um i can well, I can't say anything for a fact, but from what I researched, and this is, gosh, this is a while ago. This is when the caravans very first started. Um, there was, you know, some expose about that. That was George Soros funded uh, caravans, which were all set up for photo opportunities because behind the scenes, what was happening, you'd see a photo in the mainstream news of, you know, lots and lots of people all walking, you know, a lot of them barefoot or, you know, worn out shoes um, on on uh, roads or what have you, just thousands of them, or hundreds at least, all in one photo. And um, click, click, click. Okay, everyone, back in the buses. All these buses were um, Soros-funded with, as I said, photo opportunities along the way, and this is all symptoms of that. Um, so, yes, I definitely agree there's some human trafficking involved. These people all had, like, brand-new backpacks. Um, they had phones you know, these supposedly really poor, desperate people 
um, they were all paid. Uh, it was probably sounded like a wonderful opportunity. I mean, imagine being a, you know, probably not that great educated person from the fringe of, you know, the cities or whatever. You've got no opportunities. You've got two or three kids. Somebody comes along and offers a bunch of money. You say, well, we'll take your children, give him all those opportunities, you know, things you never had. You can't, you know, human nature is going to, oh, you want your best. These people wouldn't even think to be suspicious of what could possibly be happening really. So, yeah, unless you're really in there and live there, you can't imagine what would motivate people to send their kids off yeah. at young ages and stuff. No yeah, idea what they've just done. The, the caravans were political too. I mean, if if I wanted to smear my campaign opponent and I had the resources, I might buy a, a caravan of people to come up at the border and scream about, the you know, whatever immigration policy that the my opponent wanted to... What was yeah, usually human rights based, of course. That's always the way it works because, again, yeah. stirring the pot with emotion. So, yeah, that, that happens too. So, I, I don't know. It's a bad situation. That's crazy. Yeah. I never even thought about that, that they would do that. Honest, so, honestly, this could be an entire episode topic. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was a good article, Jackie, because it brings in a lot of a lot of questions, like from just a normal, regular family child labor, like we were mm-hmm. saying, like working at a grocery store, working at the family restaurant, like bussing tables or, and, and that's not uncommon in today's day and time. Like, uh, back in the day when I used to live in an apartment, um, across the street, there was this Chinese restaurant and it was a family. So they, the parents were there and the three kids were there and the two youngest kids were not working. They were very small, but the, the oldest kid who, but who was still really young was helping out and working, but guess what? He was with his family. He was being well cared for and he was gaining work experience that will probably help him as he got older, whether he stayed in the family restaurant business or not, it's really not the point, but then, so we're dealing with that issue though um which can be debated and discussed in its own and then you're dealing with a whole other issue where are these children coming from and if we are dealing with human trafficking then what is the root cause of that you know and then balancing that out with well what do we believe in law wise well and even if you thought that a uh, a federal government could change that we're dealing with a worldwide issue and then especially once you dig a little deeper and find out the government is uh, <laughs> Sorry. What am I supposed to do with that? The chat. I'm being derailed by this group chat. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the government is is likely benefiting from it and, and knowingly is allowing it. So that's the whole thing. That it's a good episode. It was a good topic, Jackie. And r- I think it warrants further discussion. Yeah, we could definitely do, do don't forget. like a main episode on like child labor or human trap. Like I would think child labor. Oh. I think that would be a better topic. Don't forget another yeah. aspect. Um, there's there the the law that was changed um, by the Democrats, I think, years ago, uh, where it made it illegal to not pay interns, college interns. So it has completely destroyed the whole internship concept because businesses would the way it worked. Still, I don't know if they have this kind of thing down there. Probably do, but when you're as a college student. You don't. You aren't getting work experience if you're just studying constantly. So yes, un- unless you're yes. unless you're working at a, you know, the gas station or whatever next door. 
So you, uh, you know, over the summer or whatever, you, you sign on with a company that's participating in it and become an intern and they don't pay you, but you go in and you, you know, do menial tasks for the people in the office or like a radio station or whatever you're doing, wherever you're working as an intern. And you just get the experience while you're going to college, you're getting this experience. And then later on, the the business that you're interning with may actually decide to hire you full time because they already know you and you already know the position and all that kind of stuff. So that's the, now, that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But now we, you have to, as a business owner, you have to pay uh, interns. So you, you can't just bring them on to get work experience. You, now you can't afford to bring them on because now you have to pay them. Does it have to be mm, minimum yes. wage kill? Probably. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, but anyway. yeah, we called that work experience and that's exactly how it used to work. And it, it actually did work for me as well. Cause I went and worked for a, a music shop, which I mean, I already kind of knew them anyway, but then they got to see how I worked or whatever and got yeah. a bit more work out of them after that. So it worked really well, but, um, uh, no, we didn't get paid. Like I think, yeah, we didn't get paid at the time of work experience during the curriculum, um, but we got but, paid, you know, I mean, not everything's about money. Sometimes you just got to invest yeah. yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Laws, labor laws like that. They just, whether, you know, whatever their intention was, they always yeah. have bad consequences. And I yeah. can't stand it. It's a barrier to entry. It's a barrier to progress, which they proclaim to be an advocate for, you know, it's just like in, at a state level, they come up with all these dumbass regulations and who does it affect? Is it Amazon? Is it the huge companies? No, it's the little guy, you know? Always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goddaughter who helped out at the fireworks uh, stand with me over New Year's and got paid handsomely. She volunteered for that, wanted to work again, enjoyed the pay that she got out of it and volunteered. And she had the right to leave at any point in time. So, uh, yeah, she enjoyed it. And she's only 13. She's like, when can I work again? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think she liked the spending money and the freedom that came with that, you know, but I think part of that is with these. And then we got to wrap up is that uh, those kids are not getting that and they're not getting the freedom that comes with having that money. You know, right. they're getting more enslavement. So, so, um, uh, so next up, we have the guy that had the two thumbs up, uh, heel our very own renaissance man yes. Kale, what you got for us today in keeping with the child theme i've got a story about a brand new trend amongst young teenagers these days in san francisco you may have heard oh of it it's called fighting apparently massive mobs of young kids teenage kids are just showing up at shopping malls and just fighting each other, just beating the crap out of each other, spraying each other with pepper spray. The police don't know what to do about it because they get called in and they all disperse and then and they don't catch anybody. This has happened a few times already. And uh, the kids uh, are hurt. Sorry. But, is, this, is this like gang kind of stuff or just everyday I, kids? I don't know. They're not sure. That's just teenagers. They just show up and just start fighting each other, apparently. Nothing and, new and, is and it's, it's a teen. Teenage it, Fight Club. 
maybe uh, they're attacking uh, bystanders as well. So it's not just like they're oh. organized that much. But, uh, you know, one kid, apparently, he got pepper sprayed and had to go to the hospital for injuries. And, I mean, it's they're really fighting. It's not like a show. It's not a, a flash mob or something. So and they, you said they they're going to the mall? They're, it's happening in, in shopping malls. And the, the police say they aren't sure what the motivation is or how oh. they're... Or where this, or where they're coming from, either. What the schools they go to, they aren't. They don't know. They don't know who these kids this, are. This just sounds like yet another play of division and uh, fanning the flames. You know, so it's probably brought to you by Soros or Pfizer or some whatever. Um, it just sounds like another ploy to me. It's they're hidden. They're hitting pretty hard. I mean, they really are creating some. When I say they, you know, big T they. Don't get well, me wrong. I don't mean there's one club sitting up there. I mean, there's lots of them, you know, but the authorities, the whoever it is that makes these evil decisions because they profit from them eventually because of the agenda, um, these are all just the little tiny porn moves, all these things, toolkit. Now, crime in the city has been surging in recent years by the tune of 20%. Homicides have increased by 20%. Uh, compared to 2019 and uh so i mean where was this sorry san francisco some okay. believe oh, what okay <laughs> some believe and i think they may have a good point here that the surge in crime could possibly be related to the action taken by mayor london breed where he redirected 120 million dollars from law enforcement to fund other city initiatives and is that one of the places where they let a whole bunch of criminals out of jail I don't know about that. I, but think, I think I think that's they, what I was. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, I, I don't know. I, 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 I was just going to say that uh, back to George Soros, um, there are a lot of DAs in some of these major cities that are being funded by him and his ilk, and they're known to be progressive DAs. So they're doing away with things like bail um, for certain crimes. If they don't meet x y and z then you don't have to bail out you just can be let go until your court date um and then they're these very progressive da's are i guess picking and choosing which crimes that they're going after so i think that that it seems like it's been a, a spiral for cities especially like san francisco but Portland, um, some of these major, very progressive cities, that this kind of thing has been happening, but it definitely seems to get worse. And I would like to speak with somebody who lives in San Francisco because the idea that I have of San Francisco is that there's shit all over the streets, there's needle all over the streets, there's homeless all over the streets that you can't that none of the drugstores are stocked because they keep getting completely robbed and decimated. You can't even have a car or a bike or anything because it'll get stolen or broken into. Um, and now you have this ridiculous teenage fight club at the mall. Like who goes to the mall anymore? First of oh, all. And then gosh. the other thing that made me think was like, yes, this could certainly be another op or another, um, you know, play at division, like you said. But the other thing that I thought about was like, who the hell knows? It's uh, like, once you get so far down the spiral of like a decaying society, some of that is going to just be an organic, you know, reaction to, to what's happening there. I think, I think I might've just tweeted, sorry to, um, because they want to, they want to vacate a lot of these cities, right? Now from where I stand, yeah. I only see sort of the, you know, the mainstream kind of thing. I don't see much detail unless I want to go and 
dig. But yeah, they want to vacate. I mean, San Francisco has fallen to rack and ruin from what I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Uh, New York is sort of pretty closely behind or maybe on par. Um, that's pro- oh, Portland is the other one. All I've seen come out of those cities in the mainstream, the narrative, has just been just disaster, danger, fire, destruction, uh, you know. So it sounds, isn't that what they want to do to clean out those zones so that they completely demolish them and rebuild them as these smart cities, you know. I mean, they've, they've got to get rid of everybody to do that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's part of the agenda. I think so too. That's a great point. And that's something that Monica would talk about was that they yeah. – are, are doing things to clear out the cities. And I certainly think that that's a possibility that that's yeah, well, part um, of the intentional Rosie, destruction. Rosie Coyer. I can never figure out how to say her name, Cora or whatever her name was. Yeah. I mean, she's Rosie talked Coyer. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She talked about that, um, um, which is what Monica has been reflecting on as well. Very much. So um, can't remember the name of a book, something about green, something, the green like agenda. The green agenda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that makes complete sense. That that fits perfectly into place. So watch it those. Does. Watch those cities and probably others. Um, maybe you could even go to Rose's thing and sort of maybe figure out what other cities to watch. Just keep an eye on them and see what happens. If it just gets more and more like that, it's it's just confirmation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have her book somewhere. I mean, she was right up there. She knew what she was talking about. She wasn't just making mm-hmm. shit up. She was right up there in the in the whole planning. She knew exactly what was going on and chose to expose. Uh, When I was little, I used to live pretty close to San Francisco and we'd, you know, drive, like do a road trip there for a day, me and my family. I don't know. It seemed like a pretty cool place back then, but from what it was like 70 years ago, kill. It was 70, probably 78 years ago. (laughs) Well, that was sort of like, you know, Carl Malden made um, <laughs> The Streets of San Francisco. I, I don't know if anyone remembers that. But yeah. My grandmother used to watch that show and it just made it look so like an exciting kind of place to be. And I, I uh, remember walking through parks and seeing, you know, street performers juggling on unicycles and uh, uh, going to Alcatraz and all that kind of touristy stuff. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid... Um, the sh- there was a whole big thing like the show full house was really popular at that time um and so you would see every week when you watched full house they it was filmed in san francisco so you would see like the row houses and everything looked so beautiful and sunny and it seemed so cool to be there and then of course you knew about the golden gate bridge and then as i got older and was kind of interested in the countercultural movement you know supposedly a lot of that no, I think that's CIA, deep state uh, society interrupter stuff now. But at the time, I just yeah. thought that this is was like a heart of the counterculture. You had the Grateful Dead and Janis Joplin and Hate Ashbury and all that stuff. So I, I always thought that it was so cool. Um, but then obviously now you have what what used to be, I think, a really nice place. And now there's literally an app that people can mark the shit that's on the street. Wow. Uh, yeah. You mean the shit that's going down or actual shit? Uh, actual yeah. shit. Jackie, you're oh, muted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll send that to you and maybe we can even put it in the, the show notes. But yes, it's the Boopy shit tracker. 
That's a nice segue. <laughs> yeah, it's such a fantastic I, segue. Because we, yeah, we got to move on to Stella, so she has enough time. For, I mean, Ashley. Uh, Ashley. Yeah, yeah, Ashley. We'll move on to you. Let's go. Okay. Well, Keel, did Keel and, have anything else, or? Oh, sorry, Keel. No, uh, that was that was a story that these mysterious mobs of kids are attacking each other and other people in malls, and then immediately dispersing when the police show up, so they don't have any information it's happened i think at two or three different malls and uh it's just yeah. an it's just an, an odd phenomenon that's occurring over there it made me feel it a, little me. a little what a little flushed it... <laughs> see, that's, okay. see that's funny that's funny but one last note it reminds me of the beginning of the ninja turtle movies you know and there's like all these gangs these like underground criminals and the cops just can't keep up with these like teenage ninja children Mm -hmm. sounds about like that but anyway well while we're talking about san francisco and the shitty streets why don't we talk about another story there you go and let me just throw out there one quick thing our very own stella just so it's actually recorded on the date of March 21st, 2023, she created the word putrosity. Okay. <laughs> so if it ever gets, a, a, if ever Sam, Sam Tripoli ever wants to use it, just want everyone to know because uh, that it came from her and our you heard it here first. first. You heard it here <laughs> you did first. hear it here first because we're a new show, but we're not your mama's news. So That's you come right. here to hear words like putrosity. <laughs> words, so get that off, your, words that your mama would not approve of. Right. And she probably wouldn't think of them either. <laughs> so according to my sources, some like it steaming hot. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so in a world of very serious news and very serious events, I was looking for what would be my story. And lately, I've been trying to come with some lighter stuff because a a lot of people know the bad stuff that's going on out there. And, you know, sometimes you want to think that the worst people who are involved in this, um, whatever is happening to us in the, the powers that shouldn't be the predator class that they never get what they deserve and in this earthly realm. And that's probably mostly possible. And the best we can hope for is a pie in the face, or maybe somebody will poop in an aisle near them at a Broadway show. And I'm here to tell you that that actually did happen. Two of the biggest losers on the planet, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton were at the some like it hot Broadway show in New York at a very famous Schubert theater. And apparently during one of the intermissions, when the lights came up, somebody saw the shit in the hall or in the, in the lane. So um, apparently it was very quickly cleaned up and very quickly dealt with. And in this story that is coming to you from the New York Post via page six news site, there seems to be a bit of back and forth as to what actually happened. So 
some sources are saying like that it was an elderly person and it was very sad, but someone else said that this Biden is was like- there too. Hmm? Biden was there too, was he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um, but it's someone he else committed was the saying- atrocity. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Ashley. Somebody else was saying that this is actually the fourth incident that they have had. Um, that either. <laughs> um, someone is either shitting in the aisle or surreptitiously dumping defecation that they smuggled into the theater. <laughs> yeah. How do they, how does, how do you sit there and shit in a theater aisle and nobody sees you squatting there shitting? That was my question too. <laughs> I think I think this is what I think. You must have some kind of setup. Maybe you smuggle it in in a plastic bag, and you've got like a hole in your pocket or something. Total <laughs> so premeditated just, crime. Wow, it's premeditated for sure. That's my guess. And that you're walking by and you just like shake it out of your leg, <laughs> like pull a Shawshank Redemption on him. Either that or it was a majorly yes, quick download. Yes, exactly. You you Shawshank, but instead of pebbles that you've chipped out of the wall, it is pebbles you a chipped big out of your ass. Steaming pile of dump. <laughs> I wonder if it was fake meat or lab meat. They might have been saying something. This could be multifaceted. It could be. My guess is that bugs. It's possible that you have some, I, who knows? It could be anything. Like it could be somebody who has a fetish for this. It could be somebody who's trying to sabotage Broadway. But the fact that it was the fourth time at least made me think that it probably was not specifically to do with Chelsea and um, Hillary, but who Hang knows? On. So you know? was it done right next to their seat? Is that how they fit in? It, so they were, were they in suspects? their seats in the aisle. <laughs> they should be suspects. Um, but it it was like beside of their row, basically. It wasn't necessarily like specifically beside of them. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe yeah, it were, was just they were sitting on the end aisle, and some guy just walked up and dropped trow and sat there no. for you know 15, 20 yeah. minutes grunting. I mean, that would be understandable. And then, and then stands <laughs> up be. and walks away, and then Hillary's like, "Oh my goodness, what happened?" Yeah. No, it's it sounds like it was in the walkway beside of their row but i did not get the impression that it was specifically because they were there i got the impression that if, if this is now there was disagreement that someone said this was an elderly person it was sad and then another source said this is the fourth incident that has happened so i tend to think that somebody's just getting a kick for whatever reason um by smuggling in their shit to the movie theater <laughs> So this is like the, the fourth theater. time it, the fourth time it happened. I I can't believe that. It's like it would make a great film, the Shaw shit redemption. <laughs> yes. You know, maybe maybe we've got it all wrong. Maybe some some poor family who who can't afford to pay their water bill, the toilet doesn't work anymore, and so they have to collect their shit and they have to deposit it somewhere. And you know, they just set it down gently next to the next to the seat in their theater, and they. And they leave, and that's the only. So maybe these be, people have just—these people have just been eating the popcorn for so long; it's just gone to the next stage. So they can afford to get into a Broadway show, but they can't afford to pay their water bill. Well, yeah, because they have a friend who works at the theater, 
and they they have a they have a uh you know like a income let's take it low low income family ticket pricing mm-hmm. so they I just bet. get them very cheaply wow. and you're so talking like a game master man <laughs> they forgot how to use a toilet so they just couldn't use the toilet at the facility they just wanted to leave it in no, the hallway no because they they have to collect them at home and then they're in the theater watching their movie that they got free or their and they theater. were too embarrassed to like put it in a garbage can i got it yeah yeah it's yeah. just easier I to think, leave it there on the floor. Because my mom's think, poop, we put in the garbage can in front of the door, <laughs> in front of the house. Like that's how- <laughs> I really think that somebody is just getting a kick out of dumping shit at a Broadway theater yeah. in New York City. Yeah. And I also think that that's another city that's in decline. So who knows? Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's New York City. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's better than a bunch of kids fighting each other. But, you know, that's creative. I'll give them that shit in a movie theater yeah that's creative Um, new york has been in decline (laughs) for decades it's gonna keep people away isn't it i think it's it's gotten worse in the covid times you know oh sure yeah oh sure Sure. if if it weren't for the policies in new york at the time when covid first came out the the number of deaths wouldn't nearly wouldn't nearly have been as high yeah, and that was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we all agree on that. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So should we call this episode Putrosity by Stella? <laughs> oh, just well, a, just, just Putrosity. A... Keep my name out of there, thanks. Okay. Please don't connect me. <laughs> <laughs> You've already been connected, Stella. You should have said it. But not in writing. <laughs> okay. It's on tape. <laughs> and it's all alleged, so. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. Sue me. Yeah. No, Just don't poo me. <laughs> the other thing I will say is that I really hope that it ruined the Broadway experience for Chelsea and Hillary. Well, they live, in, a strong message. they live in a shitty place like New York anyway, so they're, they probably didn't even notice it. Well, they've made the world you know. a shittier place, so fair play to them. Yeah. Smell 100%. wafting down the aisle. They probably them just thought it cooler. was... Yeah, I hope it made them puke. I hope it ruined their night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a fantastic episode um, this evening. Thank you all for coming on. And who wants to tell people how to follow us, you know, any of the contact information, if they have any questions or any story ideas? Um, Ashley? Sure. I'm so glad that you asked. (laughs) So you can find us at our link tree, which is our webpage at or unionoftheunknowns.com that has our information for our discord page which we would be very happy if you joined in the conversation over there it also has our twitter handle our email our phone number you can leave a voicemail for us there our rockfin link and i did want to make sure and let everyone know that we are on rockfin so um, you are able to check out our bonus content there we have bonus content in a special rss feed that kill has set up for us as well so if you have any questions about any of that stuff 
feel free to reach out to us. And other than that, I, I also want to say thank you to the people that are listening and who support the show. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is that if you do enjoy the show, then share it with somebody else that you think might enjoy it too. And uh, may I just interject there and say, please um, forge your poo samples to Dr. Fauci. Thank you very much. He needs it. You can can sign up for our uh, bonus content on Spotify, and that will give you the RSS feed uh, that you plug into your podcasting app. And you can listen to the shows commercial free that way, as well as get all of the bonus content that we produce. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you all and have a wonderful evening. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.